Shooting the Gap with Ryan and Gonzo. That's the Monday Night Football thing, but we just got done watching a pretty entertaining Sunday night game, and you got some very happy Bronco fans right here. Some very sad Patriot fans. Screw them. Very happy Broncos fans <laughs> right now. Um, a game one played. It's. Uh, I don't want to get in the play part. I want to go in the range of emotions that you go in a game like this. A when, veritable roller coaster. It's, it's. That's why football is such a great analogy to life because it looks one way. It's either up or you down, or up or you down, or up or you down, and you're going up and down the whole time. It's. It's a game of Inches, just like life, it's everything Al Pacino said in any given Sunday. Um, wow, that's why I'm so high right now. Um, emotionally high, because you're you're sad, you're pissed, you're doubtful, and then it just creeps up and creeps up and creeps up until you're smacking your nephews going, yeah, you know, in a good way, <laughs> having a good time. Uh, what a game, what a game, Ryan. Oh, my God. The analogy of up and down couldn't have been more true in this game. I felt at the end of the first quarter like this was going to get away from them. Second quarter, a lot better defensive play. Mm-hmm. Third quarter, finishing the finishing the half off with a, a scoring drive. Yep, very much a necessity. Stopping them from scoring, which is something they love to do. The whole reason they defer. Mm-hmm. Uh, whenever they get the chance. To open the third quarter. Um, but then it even went back down again. Looked it, it, looked it bad. Looked bad again. <laughs> we went back, back down by 14. Uh-huh. Uh, big play. Put them down by 14 again. Thought, oh, I don't know. I don't know if Brock can keep trying to bring us back from 14. That's a lot to ask of a young quarterback. It, it is. It uh, is. A guy who's only starting his second game. It's a huge game under the lights. Nationally televised. Millions and millions of people Undefeated watching. Patriots. One of the best of all time in Tom Brady. One of the best of all time in Bill Belichick. And Whether or not you consider them cheaters, it's really hard to win as many games. Even when, even when you cheat, you can say, oh, it was because you cheat. You can't cheat <laughs> to make the kind of throws that Tom Brady throws. Yeah, um, we know that. You can cheat all the fuck you want. But. Speculate about footballs up until this season, but I guarantee all those footballs are where they need to be. And he's he's dropping dimes. He's still making some great throws. He made great throws today. Uh, Brady, impressive, but also whiny little fuck. Um, <laughs> good lord, man! Like there was no nothing cheap on him whatsoever. No late hits. The no late nothing. hit that they got flagged for. Von Miller. That was that was and that was a legitimate call. It was and it was stupid. That was very stupid. That I mean very, very, very stupid. At a point in time where point in the game where you didn't need things like that. Um It, it was, was it was devastating at the time. It was like shit, man, another dumb defensive penalty. We had one from Talib as well. Just uh Riding a guy out of bounds and continuing to ride him while he's out of bounds. That's stupid, it, stupid it, plays. It really we is. won another game. We've, we, we, we've probably won this game despite some of the defensive play. Um, and despite our best receiver, I'd say. Uh, he caught, he dropped a ton of passes that were 
I'm sorry for the money you make. You have to catch those balls. To catch those passes. I, I don't care who you are. I know some of them weren't the greatest throws. But there's a couple of them where it was, you got to come back to the ball and fight for the ball. It was laziness. Some of them were strictly lazy plays. He, he would stop and wait for the ball to get to him. And then, like I said, like Al Pacino said, football's a game of inches. And when you stop, you, uh, you close the inches. And the defensive back is able to make a play on the ball instead of you coming back and getting that ball. Um, I don't know where he was at today. I'm a Demarius Thomas fan, and I'll say this still being his fan. That was a piss-poor fucking game from Demarius Thomas. Um, it stunk piss just Not just the drop passes. Not just those. The effort that you saw on some of those routes was like, it almost like he knew the play was not designed to go for him. I'm questioning it. He, I don't know what that's about. Not, he did not, that you're not supposed to run like the play isn't designed to go for you. You're supposed to run like it doesn't matter. That play could break down and be your ball. So I'm pretty disappointed at his effort. It, his effort looked like it sucked. I'm no, sorry. It I'm, sucked. I'm, I'm not sorry. I agree with you. Um, sorry, not sorry. De- Demarius is... Is uh, we love him. I mean, he's one of our favorites. And that was a shitty fucking game. But let's get over that. He did make a good catch on the fourth down drive that took the that took the lead before the Patriots kicked the field goal to uh, go in overtime. He did have one catch for thirty six yards. But let's just let's get into this Broncos victory, thirty to twenty four. Um, Brock Osweiler, did he do enough again? to want you to be his starting quarterback for your football team. Well, let's look. Second consecutive week, Brock put up the exact same completion numbers as the opposing quarterback. Yeah. Um, Both went 23-42. He almost had the same number of yards. He just had, to be honest with you, those drop passes, I mean... His 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 percentage his, his yards higher. would have been up. Have been his higher. completions would have been up. He'd have been. I don't know that his touchdowns would have been higher because of that. You can't really. We scored our touchdowns running the ball. And I, how many times have we said I'm okay with that? I am completely okay with rushing to up. I'll speak. take three. You know what happens when you run for three rushing touchdowns? You are imposing your play on the other team. That's exactly what that is. We had 180 yards rushing, 179, 180 yards rushing. Um, that is that is great. This is what this offense is designed to do. We had 113 from CJ and 59 from Hillman. Both of them scored. CJ scored twice. There was a touchdown pass from Brock to Bubba that was huge, obviously. That's the one that took the lead. Tremendous pass. Great way. throw. Back shoulder type of a fade throw. Like the only place where it could be, the only guy that could catch it was him. He also hit Sanders on a big play deep. Uh, Brock... Is the Denver Broncos quarterback? I I I'm I'm not going to be. I can't see him pulling him out. I really can't. I really Peyton, do not think that's going to happen. Peyton can't get healthy enough for that change. He cannot. You can't. I, I don't see at this point. He'd have to come out into practice and start making competitive throws. I mean, competitive. I'm talking about. He needs to go toe to toe with Brock. The same type of passes, which is something we have not seen since the Rams, since before the Rams game last season. It's been a he has long not time. been able to do it. That's a long time. Everybody says he needs time to get healthy. He had almost a year to get healthy. Those are those are blind people. It has nothing to do with his health. It has to do with the fact that 
Father Time caught up with him, and and he's not there. Well, we'll, we'll I'm not going to harp on that as much, but I'm going to get back to what Ryan was saying and kind of piggyback it a little bit. Uh, Brock got his butt kicked today. Brock got hit hard. Brock stood in there. He did have a couple bad plays. That's what you expect in a dude making his second career start. So that's acceptable. But when you stand in there and take a shot and still make a throw and it's dropped by a Bubba Caldwell or dropped by a Demarius Thomas and you're taking the shots and getting up and jogging off the field, that's what you want to see. And you know what he's not That is what you want to see. He's not doing another thing different from Peyton. When he takes those shots or those guys drop those passes, they don't run the right routes. He's not in their face talking shit like... Or giving them that manning look. Like, oh, why didn't you do your job? You know, it's, nobody it's gives team. you that look. Mm-hmm. And everybody knows that you're the most responsible for everything on the field. And, and I know Manning's particular. He thinks everybody should know everything the way he does. He's one of those people who doesn't see that, you know, you're great in that sense. of Your, 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 your particular set of greatness is something everybody would never argue. Great at looking at plays. You can dissect mm-hmm. defenses and like no other. You know every bit of the playbook like no other. That's not an argument. But you can't expect everybody to be on the same level of greatness as you. Brock is more, um, I don't care what anybody says, Brock is a team guy. Brock is a rah-rah guy. Brock is a dude that goes and high-fives the defense when they make a good play. Brock is a dude that's on the sidelines screaming, come on, after he drives the team down for a game-winning touchdown, or it should have been a game-winning touchdown, uh, taking the lead touchdown before they kick the field goal to go into overtime. Brock is a vocal leader. He's not a lead-by-example guy. He'll play well, but he'll... he. I love seeing the excitement out of the kid. I love seeing him, you know, smacking people on the helmet and, you know, old-school football. Good job, man. Way to play. You know, that's what you need to hear from a quarterback, and Brock is a fucking rah-rah dude. And we'll let you know when you play well. I, I want to also say this because, and I, it's, it was mentioned on the Facebook, but if you don't know, you didn't see a lot of Peyton Manning over his shoulder showing him things on defense. You didn't see Peyton Manning going, look, here's this, look, here's that, look at this guy here, check out the. You didn't see that. It was a quarterback sh- coach. They didn't show him on the sideline one time. What I think happened is he went up to the box. He took off. I think he left the sidelines. I don't think he stayed I, I down think there. That's, I, How long is Manning out? Supposedly till week 15 or maybe after next week. Depends on which source you're believing yeah. at this point. But the, the injury's bad. Uh, the more that they keep going on about it, talking about the flasher fasciitis. He's on a hard cast. That's a six-week injury. He's in a hard cast. I mean... Every every person I've ever run into that's had a hard cast, I mean, they were in that thing for six weeks. It wasn't like, eh, put me in a hard cast for about a week, and then they'll take it off and put me in a soft cast, mobile cast. No, that's that's not how that goes. Not not usually how that goes. Not at all. I, I think he went up to the box and whatever. I got to tell you, that's very Ladanian. Got a hooker. Very Ladanian Tomlinson sitting on the sideline with his helmet on and his jacket, hood on the head. Kind of pouting, looking. You know, we can't see his eyes through that visor, but it. Can't I see Peyton that. Manning from behind the glass in a fucking box either. I what? Where was? Where was he? I'm not not even worried about it. More worried about the defense and the bad penalties. We touched on that. Um, Got to clean those up. You can't give Brady and other quarterbacks more opportunities. Vaughn's was stupid. Akeebs was stupid. 
Besides that, I think we played a pretty clean game. Regular penalties that you have in a game. Nothing really stupid. One thing I said last week that I said, if we go out there and play, um, what I said the best defense we could have is to keep Tom Brady off the field. Time of possession was in the Broncos' favor. 36 and a half minutes to almost 26 minutes. That's amazing. That is an incredible difference of time of possession. Mm-hmm. That's and running it the ball. Matters. That's running the ball, dude. That matters because Tom Brady can't do shit while he's sitting with his helmet on on the sideline. Exactly. Can't do it. Keep him in a game like this with the weather and the conditions. Get him kind of, you know, off a little cold, a little rusty. The longer he sits there, which. Brady being rusty isn't that rusty. The dude's still a baller. He's still out there making fucking throws, man. I don't know that he gets rusty. I don't know if he does either. <laughs> I don't know that that happens, but maybe it takes him out of a rhythm. Because mm. everybody, every every great quarterback has a rhythm. Mm-hmm. But he seems to find it so quick. Yeah. Whoever, like takes him one pass. Whoever he's throwing the ball to. It doesn't matter. Like all this, this stuff about other great quarterbacks, you know, why they're playing bad because they don't have a rhythm. And they're new guys, and they haven't played with them enough, and doesn't seem to bother fucking Tom Brady, no. at all. He just I, finds an open guy and throws him the ball. Man, I, I gotta, I gotta give it up to that guy. I'm so I hate the motherfucker so bad. <laughs> and his and just his I attitude. Can't is playing his fucking, and I can't hate his greatness. It's it's hard I to hate his greatness. Hate his greatness. I can't hate Peyton's greatness in his time, when Peyton was great. I can't hate it, dude. It, that was some great football, and Tom Brady's still playing great football, and that's what's great about Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. He's not declining, despite the lack of offensive weapons. I mean, their offensive line is every bit as dinged up as ours. And they have their, no their weapons receivers. are way more dinged up than what we got, and he's still he's a threat every single time. It doesn't matter what it is. Keep him off the field. Control the ball. Don't give him the ball because he's dangerous. And we were we were freaked out when there's a minute nine on the clock and and he's got the ball and you know they got to drive just to get in the field goal range. I mean it happened right before our very fucking eyes. It's you just don't want him with the ball. You you, you can't do it. I, we're gonna meet him again in the playoffs. I'm pretty sure. I'm feeling pretty good about where this team is going right now. Um, we're gonna run the ball effectively. I'm wondering if uh, maybe maybe CJ's healthier now. Maybe CJ's going to get that number one gig back, and then we get to spell him with CJ playing tonight the way I had hoped he'd been. He would have played all season. Me too. It's like it was the, the Green way, Bay game. It was the way I expected him to look. Breaking and tackles. Breaking tackles. Extra yards. Concentrating on getting the ball upfield. Concentrating mm-hmm. on making the right plays. Picking up blocks when he's in for pass protection. He Catching the ball out the back. Incredible, incredible football today, and I will not be surprised if a Denver Bronco player is named Offensive Player of the Week again. I'd be. I mean, we'll see. There was a lot of big. There was bigger games this week, but well, it it could be cool. Fifteen carries, one hundred and thirteen yards, and two touchdowns. That's awesome, and that's with a walk off with a walk off touchdown. Almost literally. Could have walked. He could have. He was After able to put party. his hand up in the air and let everybody know that we're number one running in the end zone. That was a lot of fun. Um, uh, I want to give a shout out to Emmanuel Sanders as well, coming back. Uh, we needed him today worse than ever with um, the previously mentioned DT woes. Um, Emmanuel Sanders out there doing his thing. Uh, six catches, 113 yards, big one up the sideline. 
Almost had another one, too. Malcolm Butler made a good play on a ball early in the game. Sanders looks to be back and healthy, and he's not waiting for the ball and getting killed every time when the ball gets to him. So uh, the ball's being delivered on time. These are It's better for the receivers except for DD today. I'm wondering if it's a snow thing. I'm wondering if he didn't feel well. Um, I, I don't know. I'm not going to make excuses for him. I'm going to say you need to play better than that, especially coming off a contract. Uh, but you just signed. You, you do. You lead, the, you lead the team in, in receptions. You lead the team in yards. Can't have those games. Still does. He's still number one in all those categories. Just got to get him going. Uh, the tight ends didn't have as much of an effective game as I expected them to have today, but they made plays when they were needed, I guess. Some good we, plays. Had some first Owen downs. Daniels made, Owen Daniels made had two a first downs that were huge. The last two weeks, Owen Daniels has mm-hmm. fought. Um, it looked like he had a lot of quit in him early when it was Peyton Manning. Day, uh, time to just I don't know, time to flop because he didn't look that great. And Owen Daniels has looked tremendous with Brock Osweiler at quarterback. I'm sorry, that's Brock can has the skill set to command this offense. He does. does not. And I think I think the team is rallying around Brock more. I I think the team likes Brock more. The offensive line has played its best two games. That could be because it's weak. Week twelve, I get that. I'm, I'm not. I'm not totally putting it out on, you know, Brock being loved by this team, but that does affect it. That does affect it. And if you're able to actually consistently get first downs and help the defense out a little bit, get a running game going, the bootleg was there. We kind of went away from it later on in the in the second half, which we were frustrated about for sure. Um, went away from under center, went from all that, but we're down. We're, we're losing at that point, so we're in more of a passing mode trying to play catch-up at that time. I think Brock rallies the team more. I, I really do. I've, I've, Peyton scores a touchdown and runs over to the bench unless he's got a choreographed dance to do. Unless he's got to pretend like everybody's going to play keep away from him. Keep away from him because he needs to... He needs to uh, rehearse that as well. He just runs over to the bench and grabs a hooker, grabs hookers and <laughs> iPads, and starts looking at porno and plays, and getting jerked off while he's trying to figure out how to throw the ball better next time, how he can do better, how he can do better without watching his defense, without high fiving anybody. This is something that fucking Tom Brady does too. Tom Brady goes and gives props to his boys who do good shit. You know, he's they a, don't even high five him. Was well, they don't like him, but at least he, he's a fucking prick. But at least he like you know says good job when you play well. He puts, he, the, eff- he puts the effort. Yeah, he recognizes that. Oh, I need you guys to do this. Great job. I, I think we I think we found we don't need to go looking for a quarterback as it stands right now. He hasn't had that bad game yet. It's short lived, but we're we're in the middle of the chunk of the heart of the season, dude, and we're going towards a playoff march. He's he's gonna. Whatever happens, uh, he's he's our quarterback now. For for better or for worse, he'll be starting next year as the Broncos quarterback as we move on, get some salary cap room, bring some more offensive line in here, and protect him and get the running game solidified with two backs who I believe can do it. I still believe that we can put Ronnie Hillman at a at a the spell back and be the the second punch. You know, it's like boom and bam. You know, boom, shebang. You got the boom, and then you got the bam. I, I, also, one thing we did not quite touch on about the defense, but one more thing. 39 yards rushing. 
against the Patriots Locked is them up. incredible. The when it looked like a time where I really thought you'd see high volume Legarrette Blunt. It's snowing. It's cold. Mm-hmm. He's a north south runner. He's a north south runner into a defense that lost a nose tackle. I really thought you lost your big hitting safety. Really thought they'd turn up the run. Um, not sure what the offensive game plan was. If that they just decided that wasn't going to be part of it, but. I think they wanted to give it to Brady and spread us out. That's what I think they wanted to do. They wanted to get the linebackers, our edge rushers. It, it seemed clear on, that they wanted to get coverage. the middle linebackers outside. Uh-huh. They wanted well, to well our to edge cover. too. Like they wanted Shaq Barrett and Vaughn. Vaughn got beat on a touchdown pass. They wanted those guys doing what they don't usually do. So they were trying to spread us out a little bit formation wise. So they would have to go into coverage. Um, Derek Wolf played a hell of a game. He's, yes, he did. Uh, he didn't get much love on the TV, but. He was fucking a dude. There. He was he was he's back and we need that push from him. He's healthy. I'm happy for him. I want him out there all the time. Derek Wolf is a hell of a player. Um, do we hear anything about T.J. Ward and just ankles Willie, or Sylvester Williams? Just, just ankles, ankles. Just preliminary stuff. Those that watch the game Rogan look like I didn't see anybody like they said they carted him off the field. They well we saw we saw them both get carted off at the same time. Um, so but you know. I, I'm not sure they didn't come back out, so it's at the very least severe sprains. You know, so bad severe enough sprains, that they didn't come out. Severe sprains, you're not going to have a guy hanging out in cold weather as much as you can. That could it's have been just a reason. Get tight. They're mm-hmm. not going to. It could have been a reason push. why they sent Peyton up to the box too. Who knows? I don't know how that injury goes. I do want to touch on one thing as well. Uh, Gronk took a took a hit. It wasn't dirty. Um, the guy's leg wasn't even on the ground. His leg was up in the air. You don't attack a guy like Brock. If you got any sense in his chest, in his shoulder area, you go low. And um, he might have, it, it looked worse than what they're saying it is now. So hopefully Gronk's okay um, for, you know, just the human aspect and the fact that Ryan's got him on one of his fantasy teams. I, I would like to apologize <laughs> well in advance, by the way. Um, this is the, what I like to call the Twisted Ninja's Curse. Those of you that do not know, this is the name of my fantasy football team. This curse has been around since the year Tom Brady blew his fucking <laughs> knee out. Um, so for those of you who think, well, why can't you affect Tom Brady? Well, I did. So Already you're done welcome, it. Matt Castle. Can't do it um, all the time. You should probably kick me some of those millions because that was my fucking doing. Um, anyway, I draft you one and two in my league. One of you is going down for the year. Uh, really sorry about all that. But we, uh, we, we want to see Gronk on the field. He's, he's better. He makes the NFL better. He's fun to watch. He's a fun, to, he's a fun guy. He's the I best tight end in the league. I love watching guys period. like him, J.J. Watt, Odell Beckham. Yeah. Love watching these guys. Yeah, Luke guys Kimberly, were These guys, Luke, are, guys are incredibly talented. Put their heads down and go. Someone's feet stink up in here. I can smell it. I smell um, I'm I'm overall happy with... The outcome, we know what can be cleaned up. We know what needs to be cleaned up. It's a lot of the same stuff. I'm not sure where the no-fly zone's at right now. But I, I, they didn't get beat. It wasn't the receivers beating us today. It was it was tight ends and running backs. It was matching up with the linebackers that got us. So they didn't really do much against us as far as what Chris Harris and Aqib Talib did. All their stuff came from other avenues of the offense. That being said... Let's get on to our power rankings. There's going to be some shifting. There's been some changes. I think there's some changes. 
Um, half half? They call it the half half. Five times? Five times. Five times. Five times. I got the Panthers at... Oh, we're, not, we're going the other way. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, I just gave it away. Oh, my God, terrible. Uh, number five, I'm going to put the Bengals at number five. Um, they're 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 gonna win their division. They're probably we gotta we gotta play them in a couple weeks. We'll see how good they are. Um, I got a two way tie here. I just can't really. I can't. I I I, I can't figure out. All right. I I got the Cardinals and the Vikings. If I, I, I can't. I I can't. A and B there, at five. I can't really. It's a toss up. Uh, I guess. Yeah. I, I can't. I can't. I can't figure it. No worries. No worries on that. I got the Cardinals at number four. Uh, number four, I have the Patriots. Um, that's pending Bronx, uh, Bronx, Bronx busted ass knee. Um, that's kind of why I have them dropping so drastically. Not just that they lost to a Broncos team that I didn't think they'd lose to, especially before week before beginning of the season. All that. I mean, I I had us losing to the Patriots, um, but I. They drop because I think they're gonna miss guys like Gronk. That's gonna that's huge. That's uh that's the injuries are up. huge and that's that's why they're dropping. I hope he's back. I do. I mean I don't want to play against him, but I don't I just, like we already said, we stated it. Uh number three. I got the Broncos moved up to number three. Um we got a lot more to show. Can't just throw us up right away. But we're slowly but surely getting on track here. Slowly but surely. Surely, I have the Bengals at number three. Um, played a pretty solid game today. Um, I'd still like to see them play better uh, opponents, but that's really why I have hesitation moving them up at all. So, Bengals at three. They'll be playing us soon. That's a better opponent for sure. Um, I'm going to put the Patriots down to number two. Um, still have a good defense. Lots of problems on their offense as far as weapons and offensive line. I think we'll get a clearer picture of what's up come next week, um, but I can't dip them all the way down. I gotta, I gotta keep them at number two right now. I gotta keep them at number two. Uh, I moved the Broncos up to number two because beating the fucking Patriots in comeback fashion against a team that everybody said to be the best, you gotta beat the best. It's fucking awesome. And we beat the best. We beat them tonight, that's for sure. Uh, but the number one team in the power rankings, I'm pretty sure you got the same team. It's got to be the Panthers right now. They look primed for a Super Bowl run. They it's not will, even lose a game. It's, it's not even going to be close. They're going to have home home fields going through Carolina. Um, if you're going to the Super Bowl through the NFC, you're going to be leaving from North Carolina. Period. That's that's a thousand percent true. That is all you can say about that, and... You will, just you'll have played a fucking you'll have played a fucking damn good team because they're good both sides of the ball. Cam Newton is playing fucking MVP caliber football. I I I, I don't know if they might. We were having that yesterday. I still kind of feel like Cam will get one because he's never gotten one, and Brady's already won a couple. Um, but if he if if Gronk goes out and they lose one more game and, and he throws forty touchdown passes and. Four forty five hundred yards. Still he's gonna get the MVP. <laughs> Sorry, say so we don't like Brady. We think he's a chump, but his game is 
It's undeniable. You can't yeah. hate the greatness, man. Tight. You it's can just, hate the man, but you can't hate the greatness. It's, it's like the Kobe haters. Say whatever you want to say about Kobe Bryant. He's but, a rapist. He's a douchebag. Well, he's a raping douchebag. He's a raping ass douchebag. He's raping allegedly. He's raping people on the court a lot more than he's ever raped anyone off the court. Well, he did rape people. Off no, the court. he just put it in her butt without her wanting to. Uh, on, I'm saying on the court he used to. Now he's having kind of a Peyton Manning. Him and Peyton are gonna ride off together. In the fucking the hookers, hookers <laughs> with other people taking. That they're gonna rape with everybody going fucking bye already. <laughs> I, I get hope it. you got all your money and your <laughs> records. Good. We all know you're good. Can Kobe go having a much more now? successful career. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, Kobe won championships. Uh, say what you want. Kobe won championships. And dominated. Mm-hmm. He was Batman for two of them as well, so. Mm-hmm. It's all good. You can play Robin to fucking Shaq, the most dominant player of our time. That's all right. And still average 27 fucking points a game or whatever it was. <laughs> still win scoring titles. It's the best Batman role or best Robin role ever done. What would be the best Robin, Doug? That's your time. We're, we're kind of fucking baiting you here for some Batman and Robin, and you're playing games on your cell phone. No, fuck it. Too late. Top five. WDE moments. WWE moments. WWF. I got some stuff to read here because our our best friend Scott is our uh, he's the unquestioned ruler of WWE knowledge. He's trivia. a fucking ref now. Yeah, he's the, the only he's, like, he, he's the head ref at the the Arizona Wrestling Federation. And I don't is that his job? No, he's got a job. Job. Yeah, job. Oh, I thought that was like his job at this point. He's working like, towards it. He's working towards it. That'd be the shit to see that motherfucker doing. I tell you this much: if y'all, if y'all need to, only one person on this planet knows more about wrestling history than Scott. Who is that? Chris Jericho. Oh, okay. Is a retarded nerd. He is for 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 anything related to wrestling. He's probably the only person I would say that knows more than Scott. That's it. Yeah, I defer my top five to whatever Scott. To Scott. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna get on this. It's gonna take a second, so. No, he's nerdy, but apparently he's not that nerdy. I don't know. I, I had to ask. Yeah, he's not that nerdy, I guess. I had to ask Scott his five, his top five moments, and I get a, I get like An ten pages worth that you can turn <laughs> into a professor for a grade. That's how well spoken our man is. So here we go. Number five: McMahon screws Bret Hart. Survivor Series, nineteen ninety seven. Hopefully not literally. Not literally. Not That's all explained. That would be a topic. That would be moment. something. Bret Hart was the WWF champion when he signed a contract with the competitor World Championship Wrestling. And wrestling tradition stated that Hart dropped the belt before moving on. At Survivor Series 97, Bret was to have his loss to Shawn Michaels, but Bret didn't want to, to lose the title in his home country of Canada, where he's considered a national hero. True. Bret suggested that the match end in a DQ and that he would drop the belt to Shawn the next night on Raw. However, that Sunday was the last day on Bret's contract, meaning he had no obligation to show up on Monday and could have just went to WCW. Vince McMahon would not take that chance, having made that mistake once with former WWF's women champion, Alondra Blaze, who jumped ship and dropped the title in the garbage on WCW television. <laughs> Did any of you know that? You didn't. No one. Not even not that chick. fucking one of you knew that. Not even the chick that did it knew she did it. Not even the one who won the belt because of that knew it, period. Look, I'm moving on. Near the end of the match, Michaels placed Hart in the signature sharpshooter, one of my favorite moves, 
as Brett begins um, to uh, reverse the hold, the referee signals for the bell and awards the title to Michaels by way of submission. Um, chaos ensued after the match, both in and out of the ring. The Montreal Screwjob became one of the most infamous matches to ever take place. Many people believe this match was the start of what would be dubbed the Attitude Era. I didn't know that. Which would launch the WWF into new heights of popularity and mainstream acceptance. And in just that one, number five, Scott ate up all of your data. <laughs> right there. After No more rollover. No, yeah, we're, we're show's done. Thanks for tuning in. Good thing it was Wi-Fi. God. Yeah. yeah, no shit. Number four, Hogan vs. Rock, WrestleMania 19. Wrestling is more than just moves that are done in the ring. It's about emotion and connection between the performer and the audience. <laughs> it's a fucking ass that you can yeah, turn in. At WrestleMania 19, the greatest wrestler of the 80s met the greatest wrestler of the 90s. Disputable. As Hulk Hogan fought The Rock. The crowd of 70,000 was split down the middle as to which superstar they were supporting, and many fans were changing sides during the match. Ultimately, The Rock would pick up the win, but both would fight off the attacking NWO after the match and leave his crowd favorites, with Hogan passing the torch to the future legend. In one of the greatest WrestleMania matches ever. Also, on just kicking to the end of that, that started the Rock being the bad guy at the end of that. The it, said, it said here that it turned him into a good guy. The Rock? Mm-hmm. No, became a bad guy after that because he got all pissed. It wasn't he Both pissed off. They just played the angle. Off attacking NWO after the match and leave his crowd favorites. Yes, they left that match that night, the crowd favorite, but the following... Raw. I'm going to have to ask Scott. He started to become the heel. He, that's when he became the heel. I'm going to ask Scott. That was that. when. See, I know that. That was when he became the bad guy. You know that he became a bad guy. Yeah. Oh, yes. Way to go. Number three. Or Vince, as the bad guys are called. <laughs> Number three, Vince McMahon shows up on Nitro. Final episode of WCW Monday Nitro. I remember this. For years, the WDF had no real competition to speak of, and, and that was until September 4th, 1995, when World Championship Wrestling <laughs> debuted dates. their new Monday night show on TNT, directly opposite WWF's Monday Night Raw on the USA Network. <clears throat> the two companies would battle back and forth, trading victories in the ratings, with WCW at one point beating WWF, it's a lot of W's, in the, in the ratings for 84 consecutive weeks. Ultimately, WCW's terrible management and lack of leadership led to its ultimate downfall. In the ultimate twist, Vince McMahon appeared during the opening of the final episode of Nitro, letting the world know that he had purchased WCW from the newly created AOL Time Warner and proclaiming himself the winner of the Monday Night Wars. I do very much remember that. That was very shocking. Number two, one of my favorites. Didn't make my list, but if I had to put it on there, he'd have been like, you just wrote that Scott did, and I... I would have just wrote it down because Scott did. Number two, Birth of Austin 316. King of the Ring 96. The iconic Austin 316 catchphrase was born after the finals of the 96 King of the Ring tournament. About. Do you know the 316? It uh, means your ass just got beat. Is that what it is? It was, Something like that? 316 says Austin just whooped your ass. Whoop, whooped your ass, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. And then right. he like double fisted beer. Like, or, uh, that didn't start the beer. Thing. That, the beer uh, came a little. But yeah, I mean. A little I, air. Yeah, I know. Like, yeah, Steve the, Austin. The final two. Six million dollar man. The final two competitors in the tournament were grizzled veteran Jake the Snake Roberts and Stone Cold Steve Austin. Roberts had just come back from battling drug addiction, claiming to have been saved and professing a newfound love for God. Unfortunately for him, 
His faith wouldn't prove enough to give him the win, as Austin defeated him to win the tournament. After the match during the coronation ceremony, Austin proceeded to make fun of Jake's religious beliefs by saying, Where's Talk your about God your now? John 3.16. Austin 3.16 says, I just whooped your ass. The next day on Raw, the crowd was covered in Austin 3.16 signs, uh, signaling the beginning of Austin's rise to becoming the biggest drawing WWE superstar in the history of WWE. My favorite, um, for sure. I think I nicknamed him the Bionic Hillbilly, because like... Every year he'd come back with like a new brace around his knee or his elbow. Huge or his... knee braces. Yeah. The, the really was, I referred to him braces. as a bionic hillbilly at one point. That's not a bad not a bad comparison. No. And the number one, I can I, this might even be on Ryan's list. I didn't put it on there. Um, just because it's it's iconic. Hogan slams Andre, uh, WrestleMania three. This is one of the most well known moments in professional wrestling is ninety three thousand people in the Pontiac Silverdome came to see these two fight it out. To see who was the best. It was during the match that the term the immeasurable force meeting the immovable object was born. The match itself wasn't that spectacular as Andre was battling numerous injuries and was barely mobile. If you watch, Andre spends most of the match leaning on the ropes to help him stand. However, the aura of the fight was what sold the moment and when Hogan lifted the 500 pound giant into the air and slammed him into the mat, the world held their collective breath and yelled out in amazement. Hulkamania had given Andre his first loss in 15 years. Okay, that's not really true, but that's what the WWE would have you believe. So let's run with it. Number one. Also, <laughs> how do you hold your Hogan slams Andre? Also, nice. how do you hold your breath and 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 yell out at the same time? Holy but, crap! I will. Uh, I just gotta let say, you catch your fucking. I'm breath. Good. I just talked way too much, but thank you, Scott Johnson. Um, every bit and more than I expected from you, sir. <laughs> thank you. I was gonna say more than I expected. I thought there would be moments with slight explanation. He wrote an essay. He's he's a genius, man. He's that's what we got. There's your evidence. If you needed to know who knows more about wrestling than you, there it is. Scott, be thy name. <laughs> I will start number five. Uh, the Rock screw job, where The Rock gets screwed with the title with Vince McMahon WrestleMania, and Stone Cold Steve Austin joins the evil. What was it called at the time? Some. Damn you, Scott. Well, you're you're never here when we need you. Fucking son of a... I forget what it was called, but I know what you're talking you about. You know what the, the alliance... Was it the alliance? No. It'll come. Some, some It'll come later on. I get it. But uh, I love that moment. It was a great match between two 90s icons, the Raw and Attitude Era fucking icons. I love that match. It was a great WrestleMania. And, and hold, too, by the way. That was a fucking awesome Good WrestleMania. Stuff. Um, number four... The WCW WWF simulcast, which was on his list, yep. talking about Vince McMahon, talking about the buyout. That was a simulcast. They were fucking airing. Both of them were airing the same fucking show. That was also the Jets Dolphins game <laughs> on Monday night. And I think the Dolphins came back from losing like by thirty, or the Jets came back from losing by thirty. Something like that. I can't remember, but it was the same night of that game. Sports, sports, inside wrestling. Um. Number two, the Montreal Screwjob. Did you do three? Of, of, uh, three, sorry. Number three, the Montreal Screwjob. Oh, okay. Of Bret Hart, which was already explained in great detail, so I dare not continue to bore people. Number two, something I actually did definitely get to watch as a youngster, uh, Hulk Hogan body slamming Andre the Giant. That was indeed very incredible for me because my parents did not 
buy pay-per-views or expensive cable shit. I didn't get that growing up. I had to go to other people's houses to see all this stuff. But that was one thing I got to watch as a little guy. So being a little guy loved Hulk Hogan. My dad took me to a couple wrestling events just because we loved Hulk Hogan so much. Nice. That was just... In, I, I remember watching that. So that's awesome. And my number one favorite is Stone Cold Steve Austin, the beer truck. Nice. <laughs> Crashing into the ring and unloading a fire hose full of beer. Slash! Also, the one where he comes at Kurt Angle with the milk truck. Yeah. <laughs> and he comes and crashes into the ring and blasts him with a fire hose of milk. That was just so awesome. I love both of those things. Those things like embody like... Everything I used to love about Stone Cold Steve Austin. It was, it was it's just so his, funny. His ability to fuck with everybody is drive drive big ass trucks mm. and go overboard with the props. I absolutely love that about Stone Cold. He is definitely my favorite wrestler all time. He's he's mine, but I have a, we have a long list, and there's a lot of guys that would be close to him. But I, I just I love Stone Cold. It was when I came back to watching wrestling in high school. It was just just a part of it. Um, number five for me, McNichols Arena with my dad. The nice. first time that he took me, um, I remember it vividly. The Bushwhackers. I remember like we're probably at that fucking probably show. Same deal. <laughs> I remember ravishing Rick Rude being in the ring, and we had seats kind of middle middle top. And I was standing up on the chair, like yelling at him, and I could have sworn I got goosebumps. I could have sworn he was looking right at me. You know, and Ravishing Rick Rude is looking at me and knows that I'm calling him out. You know, it was, it was a lot of fun. Million Dollar Man was there. Um, this was the first year of Undertaker. He wrestled uh, the Viking Berserker. Um, I, I, when I, I went down to try to, because that's when you could go down on the on the walkway there and stand mm-hmm. on the, the fence. And I touched one of the Bushwhackers' heads. I don't remember which one it was. <laughs> Not Luke or... Oh, what was the other one? I can't remember. <laughs> it's like Luke and Butch or something it like that. It might be Butch. I think you might be right. Yeah, they used to lick each other's heads. Mm-hmm. They were yeah. My, yeah, they were my favorite when I was tiny. See, he knows something See, about Doug's it. Doug's number one right there. Number four. The Bushwhackers licking each other's heads. <laughs> number four. I wasn't gay about that. Smackdown with you guys when we all went to Smackdown. You, me, Scott. Oh, yeah. Was time. your wifey there? No. Who went with us? Sean? Kristen Nielsen? Chris, oh, God, yeah. I think Sean and Kristen Nielsen. That gash, she was there. Yeah. That gash? Wow, well, I haven't heard that. <laughs> she sucks. Um, anyway, what I remember the most about that was Rob Van Dam opened up the show. And one, Rob Van Dam is one of my favorites. Thank you, Scott, for showing me like his ECW show. Rob Van Dam. One of Five the best stars. Frog Splash. Splash, yes. One of the best technical wrestlers I've ever seen. The guy got more air. I'd, I'd compare him to Jimmy Snuka and any guy you got going. Jeff Hardy, bring it on, dude. Uh, Rob Van Dam was a Skywalker. But what I really remember are the Japanese dudes that came out in Denver oh, Broncos, Broncos jerseys. Yes. And they were waving Broncos flags and they were saying stuff. And it's, the so they, they, they'd talk into the overdub like in movies yeah. would come up. And they went, by the power of Elway, we will get you. And the whole crowd was just biggest pop of the night was when they said, by the power of Elway. I will always, always remember that time with you guys. That was a lot of fun. Number three, I don't know what years. I'm not, I didn't look them up. I just remember... Um, watching them, Hell in a Cell, Undertaker versus Mankind. Um, the match, God damn. 
Um, it, it gets going. <laughs> and they, they climb right up to the top of the cage. Okay, they're, they're on the cage. And at some point, Mick tells Undertaker to throw him off. <laughs> this is like the first ten minutes of the fucking match. And he throws him off the top of the fucking cage. He goes through the desk. His teeth are sticking through his fucking lips. He's... He's destroyed. They get him on a stretcher and they're going to take him out. And that was supposed to be the end of it. And he said, fuck that. Mankind got off of the stretcher, walked back in, climbed back up to the top of the fucking cage, and they wrestled again until Taker chokeslammed through, through the, the cage, cage. <laughs> onto the mat. Now, tell me it's fake. There's a lot of um, stuff that, you know, is... Fake or not, that shit, that shit was work. not fake. <laughs> that was about as real as I'd ever seen, and I, I really thought the dude was going to die um, that night. Just go and have internal bleeding. His brain would blow up when he's in the hospital. It was vicious. Chokeslam through the cage onto the mat after he'd already gotten thrown off the top of the cage through the table, falling onto the concrete. Amazing. Sorry. Let's go. Amazing. Um, number two and one kind of go hand in hand because this is when I started watching wrestling again. When the Outsiders showed up on, on WCW, which is WWE because they own it now. And trust me, they play that shit all the time on their network. So I can talk about this. Scott Hall was Razor Ramon back in the day. And right when I kind of quit, I liked Razor Ramon and I always liked Diesel. And that's Kevin Nash. They showed up kind of the, the idea of what they were doing was something that had never been seen by wrestling fans before in there was legitimate, they weren't legitimate obviously because it was all planned and staged, but it looked like they were just coming in and fucking people up and coming in to take everything <laughs> over. You're like, wow, these guys are badass. Wow, that's so fucking cool. They threw Rey Mysterio into a, the side of a truck. They, they fucking powerbomb Eric Bischoff off the, off the, the ramp through a bunch of boxes. Um, they were humiliating people, destroying people, all setting up for SummerSlam, I think it was. And um, my number one moment is when Hulk Hogan turns heel, goes bad, and joins with the... Uh, that was WCW, though, wasn't it? They, it's owned by WWE. I just said that. WWE bought everything, and they showed... No, but before... Was it before that or after that? What? When... The, they own the rights to everything, so it's WWE history now. Right, right, right. But I'm saying, like... I said it? WCW. It was WCW. I've already At said that. At the time, that. okay. Yes, I've already At said the time, that. it was WCW. Yeah, I just said He said he did say. So, the Great American Bash is what it was. Uh, Scott can correct me. I'm sure I'll get some corrections later on this week for whatever I was wrong. He'll tell um, us how disappointed when, he was in us. <laughs> when Hulk Hogan turned heel, um, joining up forces, creating the NWO, and really turning the Monday Night Wars into the Monday Night Wars. They, that's a great series you can check out on WWE as well. Very good, very good documentaries on that shit. Um... That, that got me back into wrestling, got me back into watching it. That's how I discovered, got to see Stone Cold, got to, got to discover Goldberg, got to see Eddie Guerrero was doing a lot of steroids, got to see a lot of <laughs> new things going on. Um, Hogan Turning Hill was huge for a 16-year-old kid who only knew him as the guy telling you to say your prayers and eat your vitamins. I'd uh, say if I had to pick one, uh, number one, uh, based on like the fact that you pulled like social ones, which was great. Um, what was the WrestleMania that you and your brother went to at Hooters, where he made an anti-Semitic jackass out of himself at the towards the waitress? Who, Justin? Or was that you? Come on, 
Fast up. I'm trying to think of the uh, WrestleMania that that one. He's like, oh no, I remember the anti-Semitism, but I'm trying to remember what <laughs> what WrestleMania that was. I think it was the. I believe that was the one where Triple H came back from his knee injury. Okay. That was his first WrestleMania. He wrestled for the title too. Okay. I think. Sure. Twenty-two. I wasn't paying attention. No. So you guys are at a Hooters. We're at a Hooters, and let's not, uh, let's not, let's not, let's not. But that was a, that was a fun moment in life. That was life stuff. We'll get into it. You can't we'll cut off the. We can't cut off what he's talking about, Ryan. There's no embarrassment here. We're all amongst friends. We're all amongst. We don't want to hear about. Horrible jokes. Horrible jokes that only that went funny when you didn't think your waitress was Jewish. And went to high school with you or him? No. There was like there was a connection. Was it Ashley Nagel? I don't know. Because we went to a Hooters and Ashley Nagel worked there. Me and Justin did. And then we didn't a typical uh, Hooters service. We didn't see her for about forty five minutes after we'd ordered. So she picture. wanted to give her fucking. Bill to you? Uh, no, we left before we got the bill. We said, fuck that. <laughs> we went to school with this chick and she's not coming over here. Stiffed her with the bill. Yeah, fuck them. <laughs> By the way, you can feel free to do that at any Hooters you want. Because if they wanted their fucking money, they would give I you sold. service. Yeah. They don't pay attention either. They're they're worthless over there. Um, we're going to talk. We're going to talk a couple basketball things here real quick. First, Dookie's doing well. Um, recovered nicely from the loss to Kentucky. Got a win over, was it Yale? Yes. And a win over Utah State yesterday. I just want to give a shout out to Luke Kennard, one of our top 20 freshmen. Um, top 20 in America when we got him. Uh, Gunner, he'd been missing every three, every three. Today he went five or six from three, got 22 points, and looks like he's back on track. We're going to start kicking the shit out of people now. I'm excited about this Duke team, Ryan. I don't know about kicking the shit out of. I feel, I still feel like we'll have those valleys of a young team, but you're right. They're getting better, and they're going to keep getting better, and guys are going to start figuring out their role on this team mm-hmm. as they play with each other more. Uh, <laughs> of course, Doug would laugh at such things. Um, as they play together as a team, they will get a... The word of last cohesion. Week, cohesiveness. Yeah. <laughs> they will gain that cohesiveness as a team and begin to build on that and really, really figure out without having to, you know, pay attention to a whole bunch of defensive signals and trying to like, you know, guess where everybody is. It's early on defensively is where you're going to see most of the struggling. Until they can figure it out. As soon as they get figured out, I mean, guys are going to, it's just going to be clicking, especially with the kind of talent that these kids have. I, I really hope that it's not one and dones all over the place, but there's a lot of money in the NBA and not a lot of talent in it in a lot of areas, a lot of teams right now. So I could, I could see guys leaving, but God, I hope they don't. I mean, we keep a couple of these guys. We're gonna. We have the second ranked class coming in next season as well. So there's plenty. I mean, there's guys that are, you know, top ten chippers on our team right now that aren't playing that much. So maybe Coach K is trying to work around that a little bit. I will say this: 
the struggles for a five and one team that's number six in the country make you really respect what the Duke Blue Devils were last year, and those guys, um, Okafor, Winslow, and Tyus Jones, along with Grayson Allen, not playing as much, but those guys came in like dudes, man. <laughs> they were they were grown dudes coming and playing a bunch of kids. Really appreciate those guys. Um, Nuggets after last week being six and eight, being hopeful about them, lost every game this week. Dropped to number twelve in the West. We're six and eleven. We got Milwaukee tomorrow. Jabari Parker's better. Going to be playing tomorrow. Um, we're going to try to keep the Nuggets in the show as much as we can. That's really up to them. If they want to keep playing decent, then we'll keep talking about them. That's but that's pretty much what it is. If, if you're if you're gonna like fall off on us, well, yeah. we'll just have college football and bowl games, and NFL playoffs to talk about until we gotta talk about you. Again. I don't. I don't want no scrubs. Scrubs are guys that can't get any love from you me. Get a creep. Creep, creep, creep. Don't go chasing waterfalls, boys. I'm telling you. Do you know what you're saying? <laughs> I have no clue. Uh, college football rankings? Just to get this out, it's going to be pretty much settled. I, I got a good idea what's going to happen here, unless there's some losses. Number one is Clemson still. We'll see if they change it around on Tuesday. They might move Bama up to number one. Bama's number two right now. There might be a flip-flop there. Oklahoma's at three. I think Oklahoma just got themselves into the playoffs. I agree. With uh, the destruction of Oklahoma State. Destroyed OK State. Beat the shit out of them. Um, Iowa is number four. Michigan State is number five. Big Ten Championship is on Saturday. Whoever wins that is going to be in the playoffs. The only way any of these other teams, Ohio, well, Notre Dame is six, Baylor is seven. They both lost. They're done. Ohio State's at eight. The only way Ohio State has a chance is if Bama loses. To Florida, and I'm a Gators fan. The chances of us beating the Alabama Crimson Tide this week are not slim good. to none. Not, not good. We we have. It's gonna no, be a pretty. It's gonna be a bad SEC championship. It, it could be. It has potential to be a route because the defense is gonna be on the field a lot. The the Gators defense is gonna be on the field a lot, and Henry's going for a Heisman, the running back for the for the uh, Crimson Tide right now. Looks primed to go ahead and win that. Um, not Fournette. The LSU Tigers fell off so bad in the last uh, four weeks. Three out of the three losses in the last four weeks, I think. Um, almost cost Les Miles his job. That got turned over, though. Les Miles is going to stay in LSU. Uh, good decision by you guys. Um, but the only way anything can really change right now is if either Clemson or Bama loses. I, I We'll see. Bama's not going to lose. You're going to have... I think next week it's going to be... Clemson, Bama, Oklahoma, and I'm taking Michigan State over Iowa right now. We'll see how that goes, but I'm taking Michigan State, the more exciting team, to go in and beat a... Uh, Iowa's a throwback football team, especially in college football. They run between the tackles. They run the ball a lot. They rely on field position and defense, and they beat everybody doing it. People say, who have you beat? It doesn't matter, in my opinion, who you beat if you're undefeated. The answer to that question is they beat everybody. everybody. That's the only fucking answer that matters. And that's you can only play who's on your schedule. I mean, they're, they, they, they have a lot to do with making their schedule, mm-hmm. but it's not like they make them the year before. Mm, it's, it's made a couple years before they get into everything, and you play your conference. 
You play your conference. If you go undefeated and win your conference in a big and a power five conference, I don't give a shit who you played. You belong there. So if Iowa wins, they're in. If Michigan State wins, they're in. I think everyone else holds par there. And we're going to see a Big Ten school, a Big 12 school, an SEC school, and an ACC school in the uh, in the whole deal. Um, I'm excited for it. Pac-12, you guys are out of it this year. You guys don't deserve to be in it. That's no, just how that goes. Not very good football from the Pac-12. Uh, Oregon had injuries. USC did what they've done the last few years. They rank them really high because they're the Trojans, and then... And then they, they don't play good. They don't have anybody <laughs> who's that great. They just, just like to put them up there. Because of the name. I, that's what college football does a lot. We've said it before. Preseason rankings and early season rankings mean Garbage. shit. Shouldn't start ranking teams till week five. Absolutely. Uh, they mean shit. I, I'm excited for the college football playoff, though. I think we're going to see some, some good games. We're going to see some good games. Let's pick them. Let's pick some good games, he says. Let's, like noses. Well, pin a rose on your nose. Pick them. A fun game where we tell you how to lose your football pool. Yeah. I don't know how well I did last week. Not good. Not Numbers aren't important. <laughs> that means Ryan didn't do good either. So <laughs> I probably did not do great either. <laughs> Actually, you picked a lot of the same games he picked, so... No, I didn't. So, or, I mean, like, so I didn't do well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. no, I mean, you guys did better than I. I think we all win. Well, we all picked the Patriots. Yeah, well, 500. You and I picked the Ren. You and I picked the Patriots to win tonight. I picked the Broncos. I love being disappointed like that. Yeah. I mean, it is fun to lose that. Be like, oh, shit, because I picked the Packers about four weeks ago, and, and I was wrong, and I was blissful about that. Well, I picked the Packers on that one, too, and I also was very happy that I was wrong about that. Didn't so. bother me one bit. I'll pick them and let them lose all week long. That still means shit to me. Mm-hmm. Shit. Stupid people would say, how could you be a real fan and pick against your team? Well, because I'm a football fan. Shut the fuck up. Um, and I don't know any better. <laughs> so the benefit of Detroit and Green Bay playing for Thanksgiving, we can play their Thursday night game again. Oh, we'll really? We'll see them again on Thursday night. A lot of people... Probably not really paying too much attention on that. But that's, that's this Thursday night again? Yeah, they're playing two Thursday night games this year, and they both get them back-to-back. Back to back. So it's not like having to play two Thursday night games. Still. So they don't get the ten days off of their Thursday night until the second Thursday night. Or they night don't they get play. a three, three days so, off to go right into the Thursday games. So, yeah. Good uh, Green Bay and Detroit. Is that That's in Detroit, that's isn't in it? Detroit. I'm going to give it to Detroit. Nice. I'm still taking the Packers. They need to rebound. They're fighting for playoffs. I'll tell you this, Aaron Rodgers is doing everything that he fucking can out there. I think that's all he fucking can do. Yeah, he's Poor trying. Son of a bitch. He's trying. So for him. I'm taking Detroit, um, who's been playing like they might get fired if they don't play hard. <laughs> they're, they're already talking about firing everybody. And Matt Stafford has his best game by far this year. Uh, Calvin Johnson has his best game by far this year. Golden Tate has his best game by far this year. So I mean, the whole maybe team they woke really up. Had a, t- yeah. had a great game. I mean, I mean, maybe they woke up. We'll see. We I'm taking back though. If you were a Detroit fan, you had a very nice Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Very very nice. Uh, so moving into the regular week, we got the New Yorks playing each other. Where? Just kidding. <laughs> Who's the home team? The Giants. The Giants are home on that one. 
Giants, Giants and Jets. And Jets. Mm-hmm. This is a big who gives a shit, but there's still, I guess, playoff implications for the Giants for both and the Jets. I'm just not a fan of either of these teams. I think I'm going to take the Jets. Um, I'm guessing I just don't see much out of Eli right now. Uh, I'll take the Giants. They were name dropped in Madagascar. He's like, and they might be. Ah, oh, I'd be a good one. I should have said that. Shit. Oh, nerd rock. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I am taking the Jets, who are going to be playing better since that giant grizzly beard is off of Fitzpatrick's face. They played way better today. Yes, that matters. It's the beard. It's the beard. Mm-hmm. He, Shit. Whatever dirty aura was on it, he cut it off. It looked pretty fucking cleaned. Dude groomed the shit out of that thing. It was a. It was kind of a nice beard. It was impressive. It, it wasn't shaggy. It wasn't raggedy at it all. Was, it was like... Uh, he had someone trim that shit up every week and take care of it. You only got to work for three hours a week. It's not that bunch of a deal. <laughs> and you can afford it. Apparently, <laughs> it was enough of a deal because he thought it had bad aura, and it did. Did he say that? He did. He did not think it was a very lucky beard. That's why he cut it. That's retarded, but okay, cool. Yeah, way to go, Aura. You, you, your beard football. cost us football games. Football. Football yeah, players that are guy, like, superstitious. <laughs> He's like, Fuck ever you. since I started growing this shitty beard out, you've been losing. Could it be because you're not that good? Could be. That's a better reason for me. Nah, if you're him, though, it's much better to blame the beard. Leave that shit to baseball players. You have stinky socks in your fucking locker, Joe Neiman. Uh, Cardinals and Rams. Cardinals and Rams. Um, the Rams are terrible. Um, they shouldn't be. It's quarterback play. you got to have the quarterback. I'm taking the Cardinals who have a clear-cut quarterback. And at the end of the season, will be considered an MVP candidate. He will He will be the other guys that they mention along for MVP candidates who have no chance. To but, beat Tom Brady, right? Yeah, or Cam. It's, it's Cam and Tom right now. It's, it's the other guys are just consolation. JJ Watt is trying to make a comeback, but like as you said, it's they're not really going to give him the award, Brian. He plays defense, <laughs> even when he, even Justin Houston wasn't even considered. Yeah, he had more <laughs> sacks than sack him. Yeah. <laughs> and the and the and the Texans are worse this year than they were last year. So playing better though. Playing the last, last couple weeks. weeks. Uh, Cardinals, yeah. Yeah, I agree. Cardinals, the Rams. I don't quarterback play. Clear cut issue. Atlanta and Tampa Bay. Oh, who gives a shit? Is Atlanta's still in a playoff run though? They're, Atlanta and Tampa Bay is also still in a playoff. I guess because they play in that division. Same record. Um. Whoo! I I've never I've guessed wrong on Jameis all year. I and Mike Evans and Vincent Jackson and the muscle hamster. Vincent Jackson. Uh, I don't like him. Vincent Shaxon. Shaxon. Um, I, shit, I gotta take the better quarterback in this one. I gotta take the better team. I think it is the Atlanta Falcons on the road. Hmm. Dolphins? I never root for TB. That is stuff. Yes, it is. Categorically, in fact. And things. <laughs> um, I'm taking, words. I'm taking... Tampa Bay. I don't know. Every time I pick one of these two teams, they let me down, so Atlanta's probably going to win. Just so you yeah. know. Right. I'm taking Tampa Bay, but every time I have, they fucking screw me over. Seattle and the Vikings. That, oh, Minnesota. 
That's a good game. It's going to be a great game. Uh, Seattle's trying to hold on to that. Hold on to that. Wild card. Hold on. Uh, that wild card spot. I, it's a tough one. That's when I Vikings are trying to hold on to that division lead. Yeah, but it's you got a young quarterback against that that defense that's playing pretty good right now. You got a strong running game coming with that defense and Rawls. They they're they're back to pounding. But you do have Adrian Peterson as well. Uh, this is a toss up in my opinion. Whew, I'm doing it. I'm taking Seattle on the road. I uh, I too will take Seattle. I take the Vikings at home. They've been playing some pretty goddamn good ball. Seattle is not that good on the road. And we'll see how uncomfortable it is up there. It's getting to that time of year up there. A little chilly. See what goes on. San Francisco and the Bears. Is how most feel about that. I'm going to take the home team and the weather. I'll take the Bears. And they do have the better quarterback. Say what you will about Jay. He's better than Blaine Gabbert. (laughs) Argue that. Exactly. Yeah, I'll do. I'll do hometown as well. That's Chicago. I also will take the hometown um, Bears team that is actually playing really well for the last five weeks. They're not winning all the games, but they're, they're playing well. They're mm-hmm. fucking playing really good football. They're in them. They're not getting blown out. Nope. Um, and Jay Cutler's not playing poorly, so maybe that's why. <laughs> that Amazing. tends to be a reason. Amazing how that works. Jacksonville and Tennessee. Oh, another. Oh man, I don't know who you got on this one. Oh, I'm taking Tennessee. Uh, I like the way Marcus Mariota's played. It's hard to want to take Jacksonville. I'm not sure how Alan Hearns is gonna. Yeah, we don't know. The, I don't know what I don't know what the diagnosis. I don't know if that's uh, just kind of dinged up. Let's see how he comes out of that. Allegedly went through concussion protocol, but left with the team. So. Hmm. <laughs> I'm going to take the home team on this. Uh, well, no, I'm going to take Jacksonville because Tennessee hasn't won at home in 11 games, I think that was. I feel like that's going to continue. Nope, I'm taking Tennessee. Marked it. Psst. That was my beard was telling me to take. Tennessee. What kind of aura does your beard have? Uh, Positive. Uh, like a beardly one. It's beard, a fucking beard. It's a, I want to eat pecan pie when I'm done with this aura. And I will. Get yeah, done. Um, hometown is, is Tennessee? Yeah, Tennessee. And it's Tennessee and who? Jacksonville. Jacksonville. Aren't they, like, doing really well? Oh, it's Carolina that's doing really well. The Jaguars, Panthers, whatever. Um, yeah, I'll take Tennessee. I'm also taking Tennessee because they can't keep losing at home, can they? That's the second in a row that we've all been on the same page. Nice. Houston and Buffalo. Houston, Buffalo. At Buffalo. Not that I needed to say that. This one, Houston seems to be creeping up right now. Um, As Ryan just spoke about, um, JJ has worked himself back into an MVP candidate for sure, leading the league in sacks. Hoyer's been healthy. They won today without just dropping it to DeAndre Hopkins, so they had some other stuff going as well against a Buffalo team that... Just keeps getting close in these games and not pulling it out. Um, say it again. I'm not what sold on. I'm not sold on Tyrod Taylor um, as a as a starting quarterback in this league. I'm gonna take the Houston Texans on the road. 
Houston Texans. Interesting. Doug? Oh, I'm sorry. Doug's going for Buffalo. Doesn't like the Texans. <laughs> Dumbest name ever. Uh, I'm taking Buffalo. Buffalo's playing really good football. They're playing Houston at Buffalo. So I'm kind of taking the home team on this one. Both defenses are playing pretty fucking lights out. Buffalo came off of coming off a of disappointment, but I, I like it. I like it. It's gonna be a fun, I think that'll be a fun game to watch. Isn't that two disappointments in a row? It uh said they keep getting close and they're, they're in these games and they can't seal the deal. They've been breaking my heart all year. Every time I fucking pick them, they lose. And every time I don't pick them, they win. So there you go. I guess it's my fault. It's your aura. Mm-hmm. My non-beard aura. Your shaved head or the shaved head. You got a bit of a. I shaved the. You got like, like a little chocolate stain around your mouth. A little bit. Maybe it's poop. Might be poop too. It might be doo doo. You want to lick it? Find out. Nah, we've been eating out of assholes. We're licking each other. Ravens. Maybe and we're the... bushwhackers. You don't know. Ravens and the dolphins. Ravens and the dolphins. Man, they gotta say the dolphins have played terribly. Reports coming out that Indomitian Sue went off on people today. Saying that they're not good enough to play with him. Well, in Damakong, I don't know how well you've been playing this year either, buddy. Uh, the Dolphins well are enough that I know anything about your stat lines. But the Dolphins are a huge disappointment this season. That being said, they have their starting quarterback and most of their weapons there against the Baltimore team that does not. So I'm going to take the Dolphins at home. Ravens. Uh, I'm with you on all of that. Too much injuries on... I mean, in the Monday night is still to see how they play, but I we couldn't imagine losing all those starters is a good thing for them. That's uh, tough. Bengals and Browns. Bengals-Browns. The battle for Ohio. When I say that, because at the end of it, they're going to be like, you take it. What the hell's a Buckeye anyway? <laughs> Loser gets Ohio. Uh, <laughs> ugh, first game to go into negative points. Clearly taking the Bengals on this. The Browns are in dis, disarray, disarray again. Uh, well, Johnny Manziel's not playing with him anymore, but he's he's pretty much signed his ticket out of there. But that's not the only problem with the Browns. I'm taking the Bengals in that defense. And the good good play of Andy Dalton. <clears throat> Bengals. Also, Bengals, too much of a good thing for... Casey and the Raiders. Ooh, good old fashioned. Isn't that an actual band? I Could hope be. this game's on TV. It's Paul Revere and the Raiders. Never mind. As an as an AFC and West Casey fan, Sunshine this Band. is like one of the better games in the AFC West. It probably is the best game right now since the Broncos haven't had much competition going up until this year. And when we have with with the poor play of Manning, the games were not that good at all. Um, Kansas City's playing some lights-out football right now. They're playing good. They're coming out and beating teams. Uh, the Raiders came back and won today, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but they were pretty poor the last couple weeks as well. I think they won five games. It's a step in the right direction for the Raiders. In the black holes, not the really, that's not really much of a home field advantage with 70% of the crowd not there. I'm going to take the Kansas City on the road against the Raiders in good weather. Uh, I will agree. I'm going to take the Raiders at home. 
because I the crowd is not the stadium is not filled. They had to obviously because they didn't sell enough tickets. Tarp the upper deck again this year so they can avoid blackouts. Um, but you can actually hear Raider fans at other stadiums, and I imagine that you'll they'll be loud and proud over there. They can play some pretty decent football at times, so I actually want to watch this game. It's probably going to be one of the better games of the week. I agree. I want to watch that pass rush is going to be up in his shit. He's going to have Tom Valley and Jason Houston all over his uh, ass. All Houston game. injured. Not sure what the status is on that. I'm expecting him to play, and I'm expecting him to come out and play well and do what they do. Take them, take them down, take them, take, out. take them, take them out. Do your, <laughs> do your, do your stuff. stuff. Eagles. Whatever the hell that. just happened. How do? You, how is it you don't know? Because I'm not even listening. And, but we dropped an Independence Day reference, and you're always yelling at us for for quoting Independence Day. For get out. Or not? Sure. In a, yeah, that's true. Or not quoting Independence. Eagles versus the Patriots. Oh man, um, this is a good game for the Patriots to rebound off of at home. Uh, expect a lot of points put up from the Patriots in this one. Uh, New England at home, period. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, and I root against the Eagles anyway. Uh, I root against Chip Kelly because he's a fucking idiot and he doesn't know he's a fucking idiot. Hopefully he can be the next coach to see you football, though. I would like him as a college coach. I think he's a wonderful <laughs> college coach. I think he can rah-rah young guys into playing football, and he can trick stupid other stupid young guys into, you know... Hookers. Getting fucked over on the field. I don't know. Whatever Sorry, I'm trying I to say. I said that in a while. It, I, I think he's a great college coach. I don't think that his stuff works in the NFL. You can't... Uh, college guys try and do this every fucking time they come out, and... It really doesn't work because you think, well, these guys all play college football, so yeah, okay. But they played college football and you used your little trick plays against guys who were slower and dumber and couldn't make the NFL. So that's why all that shit worked. That's why it won't work in the NFL. You can't trick these guys. They're all grown ass alpha males. That's how it works. So Patriots are going to dominate this game. It's going to be like fucking fifty-five to nothing. It's gonna it's gonna be an ugly game. Uh, Panthers and the Saints. Let's put Doug down right now. Mm -hmm. (laughs) This this has division stuff all over it. Um, I just I'm not seeing Panthers losing to the Saints. I not. No, they don't have the weapons. I mean, you have a great quarterback in Drew Brees, no matter what, but. It's not. They don't have the weapons to beat that that Panthers defense. I can't. I can't pick the Panthers losing this game. I gotta pick the the road team. <clears throat> I gotta take the Panthers too. They're playing way too good this year. Oh man, excuse me. Um, especially for a New Orleans team that they're just not that good. Um, defensively, they don't really have the talent, which they blamed on their defensive coordinator. Used it as an excuse to get rid of Rob Ryan. Um, I'm glad that worked out for you. You got worse problems than that, like your head coach leaving. Drop off and play from Drew Brees. Drop off and play from your offensive line. So, uh, yeah, Panthers. Colts and Steelers. 
Colts and Steelers. Uh, we got yet another injury to Ben Roethlisberger today. Um, concussion protocol. Got to kind of wait and see what's up with him if he's going to come out there. It's the next mission impossible. Concussion protocol. Oh, that sounds awesome. Uh, I <laughs> I don't know who to go on on this one because I don't know who's playing yet. I might update it later, but without, I mean, if you're seeing two backups play against each other, you got to kind of go with the run game and the home team. So I'm going to take the Steelers. I have mine dependent on the exact same thing. You see it right here. It says, without Ben, I'm taking the Colts. With Ben, I'm taking the Steelers. I don't know what else to say other than that. That's all I can figure out, really. Doug, I have you listed yep. as the Steelers. So. <laughs> so. Does not matter. Cowboys and Redskins. Doug, I have you listed for the Cowboys. It's the Cowboys and the Indians. It's the Cowboys and the Indians. The great... Which sounds less racist than what it actually is. It really does. I never thought that was a racist term when we were like kids. Like, let's play Cowboys and Indians. And then you say it, you're kind of like... Mm. It's not very PC. Sounds better than Redskins. Shit changes all the time. What are we supposed to call them? Native Americans. Cowboys and Redskins. I was born here too. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm native to America. Oh, uh, Cowboys, Redskins. This is a stinker. Oh, who you guys got? I got the Redskins because the Cowboys are fucking terrible. And the Redskins are actually trying to win them. They lead the division right now. Yeah, they do lead the division right now. I'm taking the Redskins as well at home with a Cowboy team that doesn't have Romo and has to go with Matt Castle. <laughs> Doc? Cowboys? Yeah, sure. Whatever. Whatever everyone agrees on. I don't, I don't, yeah. I have an opinion one way or the other on that one. Doug's like, I fuck it. Okay, uh, game of the week for Broncos, San Diego. What's your expectations? It's guns? in San Diego, isn't it? It is. Good weather. Um, Holds well for a guy who can throw the ball really well. It does. This is a, a game that Denver should win. The defense should get all over a non-mobile quarterback, even less mobile than a Tom Brady type guy. Um, I don't know about TJ yet, don't know about Sylvester yet, don't know about where yet, whether we're going to get him back or not. Um, but regardless, we should win this game. We should run the ball effectively. We should win this game. I'm picking the Broncos. I'm picking the Broncos too because they, they just aren't talented everywhere else aside from their quarterback position. They're just not uh, Danny Woodhead's feisty. Melvin Gordon hasn't really worked out. Their best receiver's done, done for the year. So, mm-hmm. not a lot of good shit happening in San Diego. So, looking Mike McCoy to get a new job next year. I expect the Broncos to win the game handedly. But, I've said that before. It's a game we should win. It's not a Thursday game. It's not anything crazy. It's a 2 o'clock game. The travel's not ridiculous. We're going to the West Coast. We play well in San Diego usually. Why not? This is not a loaded San Diego team. We should we should win this game. I Run that so. ball. You Run that shit. Be able to beat him now. Uh, that's how I feel a lot. That's how I feel a lot. 
Yeah. This has been a Blood Alcohol Content Network production. For more information, visit www.bacnpodcast.com. Your home for almost bacon and banjo!